All right, welcome to another episode of Make Shit Happen. Today's guest is none other than Logan Forsyth, who is one of the founders of Media Scaling. Media Scaling is specialist in short-form content, and I've worked with some of the biggest marketers in the world, such as Iman Gadzi with an audience of 8 million people, Jason Capital with 6.7 million, Manny Koshman of 6.5, Gregor Gallagher of 4 million, and Brandon Carter, 3.4, just to name a few people. Uh, Media Scaling have generated over 2.3 billion views and generating over 12 pieces of content that they create monthly. Logan, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate you being here today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Excited to be here. Man, those uh, those are some some big names you've worked with there. I'm, I've, I was kind of blown away when I was doing some research on on your company. How did you get to work with these people, like such as Iman? Like that's a that's a pretty big name to work with. How, how did you come about working with these guys? Yeah, definitely. So my partner, his name is Spencer Murphy. We actually grew up together. I've known each other since we were nine years old, best friends, roommates out of college. And Spencer had extensive experience working as the, I believe, head of marketing for Jason Capital when Jason had like 30,000 followers on Instagram. Over the course of four years, they scaled it up to 6.6 million followers collectively across platforms. And then shortly thereafter, he started working internally with Iman Gazi. And they came together. This was after Andrew Tate blew up and became the most Googled person on the planet in a five-month timeframe uh, through just having an army of affiliates create a ton of secondary accounts that's featuring his content and flooded social media with his content, right? And so Iman uh, and Spencer got together. Iman was wanting to run the Andrew Tate model essentially internally. So Spencer built that division for him in the company. Uh, Spencer is the lead on it. He hired the full team, built the systems, and built the large network of secondary accounts that you still see Iman running today. And that was really the flagship case study and uh, proof of concept behind starting media scaling. So Spencer and I came together. Um, he was staying with me at my house and was mentioning in the first four months that he was working with Iman, they generated 449 million views. And it just like took me back. I was like, wait, what? What did you say? That's just, it's a crazy number. Yeah. And when he told me that, I just, it like planted the seed. I couldn't get out of my head. I was in a phase to where I worked um, internally with Manny Koshman is a large real estate investor. He has probably 7 million plus followers and subscribers collectively at this point. And uh, I helped build his, build and scale his coaching company, teaching others how to invest in commercial real estate. Uh, I was in a transitionary time of ready to go out, do my own thing. Spencer was in the same spot. So he turned in a three month notice with Iman had new leadership, like help with new leadership come in and take over the secondary network. So they're still running that internally today. And this allowed him to grow from 340,000 subscribers to over 3.5 million subscribers just on YouTube alone in less than a year. Uh, they generated billions of views through the secondary network at this point. And that's now the secondary network that we brought to market with our company, Media Scaling, and offer to clients. Uh, we're able to predictably produce such big results by doing this that our core offer that's built the company is we guarantee up to 150 million real organic views in the first 90 days for top personal brands, podcasts, and creators. And we'll do an auditing process to come up with the exact guarantee view count. But usually if people fit the criteria that we look for of having 50 plus hours of content, having an established brand already, and we like to see people for this top level uh, guarantee have something to sell to their audience with proven acquisition systems 
That way we know that if we come in and get them hundred million views in 90 days or 150 million views in 90 days, it's hard for them not to make more money from that, right? It's just yeah. so much amplification, new reach, new exposure, more eyeballs on whatever it is that you, you do. So it becomes almost like an alternative ad network in a way, but it's fully organic. And so we'll audit the socials and we're usually landing somewhere between 30 million to 150 million views guaranteed in the first 90 days. That's crazy, man. Like I, I heard those numbers for the first time watching your interview did recently. And I was just blown away by the fact that like, that's a big guarantee. Like that's a typical Hall Mosey style, take it or leave it kind of guarantee. Oh, yeah. And with what you guys do, do you want to break it down for my audience in terms of how are you able to generate those amount of views? Like for people that are just coming across you now and that potentially might want to work with you later on in the piece, like, could you break that down, how that works? Yeah, definitely. So we do this through what we call a secondary network of accounts that we'll create for each client. Examples would be like Tony Robbins Reels, Tony Robbins Clips, Best of Tony Robbins, so on and so forth. But building this network of secondary accounts across the top five short form platforms we've seen the most success on is Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Snapchat. So we'll build a network of all these secondary accounts across those top five short form platforms. And then we dedicate an entire team of editors and account managers. We'll go in and it's a mix of repurposing their long form content, but also working and being very involved on the ideation process. Uh, we've generated billions of organic views at this point, and we track everything. We posted more than 180,000 times across socials at this point. As you mentioned at the start, we're currently posting more than 12,000 times a month. We track it all, and we've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't through that process. So we'll uh, be very involved with their clients as well if they want to film any additional content on top of whatever their long-form strategy already is um, to help shape their viral hooks and just create more effective content that continues to get in front of more of the right people. Uh, so we'll have a entire team of editors, account managers, we'll take their long form and whatever new content and then edit it and repurpose it into a very high volume of top quality short form clips. And we're usually posting between 1800 to 4,800 times per month per client getting started. And when you have that level of volume for posting with top quality, you just, you produce amazing results. And a lot of posts will, we're just looking for a post to go viral and hit left and right. Then everything starts to really snowball. And we take all that new reach and exposure and traffic, funnel it back to their main socials, and then they see hockey stick exponential growth curve. Yeah, so I can I understand the sub account uh, process around you posting multiple times a day across all the different sub accounts. Mm -hmm. If someone was to, let's say they can't replicate what you're trying to do, but they're just starting off, how would you suggest someone goes about trying to create? I guess. One question is how do they create virality in your eyes and what have you seen go viral and what works at the moment? And then the second question is that I have is how can people replicate what you've done, I guess, in a smaller manner? Yeah, totally. Great question. Uh, we have a free resource on this if it's uh, okay for me to share. It's called yeah, our 2 I Billion View Secrets. It's like a free yeah. mini course. We have a lot of value in that thing. So it, it shares a lot of a breakdown on this. We have hundreds of what we call viral hook frameworks. A hook is really the start of each piece of content. The length of the hook varies depending on the length of the content, right? If it's a 30 minute podcast, people are willing to watch for the first one minute to decide whether or not they wanna watch that full podcast. So that's a longer one minute hook versus if it's a short form edit, 
you have about three, maybe max five seconds to hook them in and make them curious or intrigued to watch the remainder of the edit, right? So an example of a hook would be, let's just use crypto, for example. And you could say, this new cryptocurrency technology came out that's going to change everything and impact everyone. You need to hear it. This is what it is. And then you flow into it. And like, that's the hook for that piece of content, right? Uh, And then you back it up by just bringing value, um, having expertise, or uh, if you're not like education-based, but more entertainment-based, it's just having an entertaining piece of content. It really comes down to like foundational frameworks and principles that we picked up. And uh, I mentioned 2 billion view secrets. Um, You can go check that out. It has a lot of the materials. And then for someone getting started, it really comes down to removing friction is hugely key in the content creation process. If you have a lot of friction and you have to go out of your way and feel like it's just uh, hard for you to create new content, it's not going to be sustainable for you. It's not going to be consistent for you. And therefore you're not going to be successful. So we also help people uh, with whether it's 2 billion view secrets, we have our short form mastery program and system as well for people looking to get started or people who are already started, but want to just systemize their content and really scale their main socials um, of how you can turn three to six hours of filming content per month into 300 to 600 posts per month. So how you do that is you need to systemize your content creation. And we uh, recommend people set up some type of filming studio you don't, if you're operating from a budget up front, you don't even need to spend thousands of dollars. You can use your phone if you have a newer version of the phone, but we do see production quality does matter. So having better video, better audio, good lighting, that stuff does matter. If you have bad lighting, bad video, bad audio, it's very rare for your content to perform well and get more reach and go viral. So we teach you how to systemize that. And then you can batch your content scheduling to where let's say that you put three hours in your calendar, you prep for it by putting together 40 to 60 viral hook frameworks of what you're going to be talking about. You can knock that out in three hours of filming. And then you have, um, that's the production pillar. Then you have editing and you have distribution, right? So you should not be editing yourself and you should not be posting content yourself. It's super low leverage. It's very easy and cheap to outsource when you have the right systems and you know where to go. So your time and focus should go towards the production side. And then we highly recommend that you have a team, even if it's one person, you can still outsource this for very cheap, 250, 500, max $1,000 a month to take care of the editing for you and also post out the content for you. Um, And that is how you remove friction as part of the process. We want to see people at minimum two posts per day per account. And then we also want to see people posting omnipresent across platforms. Because if we math it out, the top, I mentioned top five platforms, LinkedIn and X slash Twitter have also picked up with video in recency. So when yeah. you're with your main socials, I actually recommend that you should be posting across all seven platforms. Again, that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, X, and LinkedIn. And so if you're posting two videos per day across seven platforms, that's 14 posts per day, which is 420 posts a month. And if you're doing 420 posts a month, you have viral hook frameworks that you're using as part of your content. You're omnipresent, you're consistent. The production quality is there. You're already ahead of 99.5% of people. And now time is your biggest asset. You just need to continue to do that with consistency. And it really does snowball. Like we have 
uh, results that will 5X or even 8X from one month to the next. As far as views and follower growth and audience growth, uh, time is your biggest asset. The more times you post, we look at every single post as another at bat to go viral to where the more times you post, the more chances you're giving of that piece of content, reaching a lot of new people and building your audience and potentially going viral. And all it takes is one. And you can have one video go viral overnight. Next thing you know, you gain 30,000 followers on that account. And then everything starts to really snowball from there. So that's a big part of the process. When, when you're talking about distributing across all the different platforms, like I've <laughs> heard multiple times that uh, scheduling content, for instance, on Instagram is not good for the algorithm. Is that, would you say that's correct? Or are you saying, are you manually posting these? We definitely do not recommend third-party schedulers like a Hootsuite or Buffer, anything along those lines. There's two aspects to the reason behind this. One is theory. And the theory is if you look at and put yourself in the shoes of the social media platforms, they make their money by people being on the platform, engaging and watching ads, right? And so you using a third-party scheduling tool, it defers that to where you're basically avoiding getting on the platform. Therefore, they're not making money from it. They also don't like softwares like messing with their API, as we've learned with social media. Uh, yeah. So that's one reason that's the theory-based side. The other one that's factually based is all these third-party scheduling tools are missing a lot of features that are available on each platform. And you should be utilizing as many features as you can with all of your accounts, all of your posts, especially new features. The platforms really push those. And you can just miss out on so much opportunity. Like this was years ago now, but when Instagram Reels first came out, all the scheduling softwares didn't have the option to post reels for like a year. <laughs> There's just a huge lag time in adding that super crucial feature. Um, so we don't recommend using third-party scheduling tools, but you can schedule using each native platform. So like Instagram has its own scheduling tool. Facebook has its own scheduling tool. YouTube has its own scheduling tool, so on and so forth. So you can schedule out on the platforms and our account managers do that. We usually schedule posts uh, one and two days ahead of time to help systemize the process. Uh, but we don't recommend using third-party tools. Third-party tools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, when just going back quickly to like what you're saying with the hook frame. So you're saying the first three to five seconds, you have to basically grip the viewer and with, with the hook in terms of what your, the reason why they're there. Is that because that's creating like, what emotion is that stirring up? Is that creating like curiosity within the viewer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Curiosity, intrigue. And that is an auditory hook, right? Like it's the, it's the verbal hook. You can also have a visual hook as well of like what's actually happening on the screen. A lot of the time there's not necessarily a, a hook, like the statement example I use, but like something crazy happens up front and then immediately you're intrigued, you're curious, you want to watch the rest of the video, right? So there's multiple components that go into a hook. And also as well, the example I used earlier of systemizing your content creation we call it talking head content, which is when you're talking into the camera and you're saying something that's educational, inspirational, motivational, whatever. But yeah. you can also do this, like we're on a podcast right now. Everyone sees it. You can repurpose and clip up uh, podcasts from, or just long form content in general. You can do this with vlogs, you can do this with podcasts, you can do this with most types of long form content. And the most high leverage piece of that and what's crucial for success is clip selection. So you, your editor just has to choose a good clip that has a good hook, backs it up with value um, and make the edit. We always like our edits to be hypnotic. Like we want people to watch it and literally get like hypnotized into watching 
through the end and then even want to watch it again after they watch it the first time, right? That's what makes a really, really good edit. So a lot of it you can do through the editing and the other side is the production as far as uh, what's actually being said or what's actually being shown in the content. With uh, all of the, like the guys that you've worked with now, like for example, Iman, like I've, I've been watching a lot of his content, um, you know, pretty profusely with it. And he, he likes to do a lot of like the YouTube series and things like that. Or even with someone like Brandon Carter, where like they're two totally two different content creators. Like with Brandon, I mm-hmm. find like he likes to say crazy things just to get people to listen to why he's saying something in terms of why he's saying it. Like I watched a video yesterday about him talking about, um, you know why you why you should put a bomb in your house if you have bugs inside your house like i just started pissing yeah. myself laughing i'm like what the fuck is he talking about and it then you got hilarious. someone like iman yeah and you got someone like iman who's extremely serious and is trying to i guess tackle world problems with you know education who's controlling the world and and that sort of thing where in terms of content creation and i guess where social media is heading do you think that people are getting do you think there's going to be a diminishing returns in the sense of people are getting so that they're over uh, sensitized in the sense that there's so much content. There's just so much happening online with social media. Do you, you look at someone like um, uh, what's his name? Sam on YouTube. He's a bodybuilder and he's gone absolutely bananas and his content. There's like no editing. There's just, it's just plain Prizzy playing Jane in the sense that there's no editing, there's no thumbnails. He just gets the camera and he just talks to it. He had the fastest growing YouTube channel, I think, uh, for this year. Uh, something crazy. Like he was growing like three, 400,000 viewers a week. And um, his edits are just like extremely plain. Like there's nothing fancy about it. Like he'll have just a regular camera, a regular shitty mic. And then he'll just do his content. He'll film, but he films, as you were saying, the consistency of the content. He'll do it every mm-hmm. single day but yep. there's absolutely no editing. There's nothing special about it. But then you look at guys like Iman and their production is like through the roof. Yeah. Why do you think that someone like Sam, who's so plain blew up so much, but then you look at someone like Iman, their production quality is like movie level. What mm-hmm. do you think that people, that the direction in which what people are wanting is changing in terms of content? Great question. I don't know Sam, so I can't really speak on why I think his content is being so successful. But one thing that you already mentioned there does play a big part. He's posting daily, especially it sounds like with long form content as well, which so few YouTube channels do. And it goes Mm -hmm. back to the more you post on social media, we've tested this in a range of at the minimum level, one post per day per account at the top level, 12 posts per day per account, and then everything in between. And we almost always see best results between three to six posts per day per account. If you do that with consistency and you have quality content, even if in the case of Sam, who you mentioned, it may not be the most production quality content, he's he's giving value in some way, whether it's educational, entertainment value, like people are enjoying watching that content. So he's cracked into some type of code of that and, and bringing value to people of why they want to watch him. And then he's posting daily. And so every time he posts is reaching new people who have not seen him before the discovery placements are putting him in front of more uh, people as well. And it just snowballs from there. Right. So the consistency aspect is super crucial, super key. There's a big fallacy of people thinking that you can't post more than once per day on short form platforms. And it's just not true whatsoever. Like we've tested this extensively 
And I promise you every single time we're posting somewhere between three and six, we, we see results fluctuate in that range, but we want to be at minimum three posts per day with our accounts to see best results and you will grow faster. It won't just be three times faster either. It's exponential because again, all it takes is one video to pop off. You're giving yourself a lot more chances of that happening when you're posting more volume. And on every platform, if you go to uh, your insights on Reels, on Instagram, or on TikTok, whatever, the short form and long form, it's just all the platforms now put your content in front of new people who haven't seen you before. So on Instagram, it'll show a portion of non-followers who watch your yep. Reels. Or on TikTok, it shows for you page percentage of people who don't watch your Reels. So you have to... Get it like have the mindset every single time you post, you're getting in front of people who don't know you, who haven't seen you before. And so just post more. And also, every platform and the algorithms behind them have gotten so good at understanding like who enjoys what type of content and who to serve that content to. Every platform has hundreds of thousands of data points on us. They know us better than we know ourselves. And so, based on everything that you watch, what you engage with, et cetera, they're going to show you more type of content based on the data points they have that they think that you'll enjoy as well. And this also applies to your own following. So if you're posting three times per day, a lot of people have a limiting belief that it's going to overwhelm and spam their audience. It doesn't happen. It, the algorithm knows your super fans who are engaging with every piece of content that you have, it's going to serve them probably all the content, if not majority of it, because it knows they love your content and they want to see more of it. So uh, when they serve, the algorithm serves that piece in front of them, probably going to like it, comment it, whatever, uh, versus the portion of your audience who doesn't necessarily engage with every single piece. They're only going to be served your top performing content, so on and so forth. So it doesn't affect your engagement rate. It actually can improve it. It gets you in front of so many more people. You grow significantly faster when you're posting more volume with consistency. And what we do find, it's an interesting example of you mentioning, Sam, uh, I go back to us posting over 180,000 times at this, uh, this point in tracking it all, we do see production quality matters when it comes to at least our results to where um, if a piece of content is low production, the audio is bad, the lighting's off, et cetera, it's just very rare for that content to go viral versus if it's high production. And a lot of people make the mistake as well of even small things. Like a lot of people have their cameras angled badly to where it's like angled down on them or up at them or the, the pan is off a little bit and it looks a little crooked and not parallel. Um, also, a lot of people will film long form content. And when you clip it for shorts, you're, you're too close to the camera to where like your whole face is the entire frame. That content mm -hmm. does not perform well. Like we, we almost never see content to where like the whole frame is the face perform well. So you want to be distanced like further back from the camera. That way, when you cr crop for vertical, it shows like more of your body, your torso, et cetera. So small things like this that we picked up through the process as well. Overall, we do see production quality matters. Volume and consistency is hugely, hugely important. And then you just got to back it up with content that's providing value to people, whether it's educational or entertainment. And do you find like with all the content pieces that you've made, has there been any that have stuck out in terms of the type of content or the, the I guess the category of content, whether it's, say it's business or comedy or controversial, like what would you say would be the top two that's performed the best? Yeah. So when it comes to content styles, a lot that we picked up on is talking head, which I already mentioned. It's like talking into the camera. You have podcast slash interview content, which is what we're doing now. 
A lot of people even do mock podcasts to where they will have their team just like on a Zoom call with them, have a camera set up, and then their team asks them questions. They record it for an hour, two hours straight. And you can get a lot of really great clips. You can turn that into a long form video and then you can also have that clipped up for shorts as well. So that's another way that you can systemize it. And a lot of people, they don't feel comfortable or as confident talking into the camera, but if they do a mock podcast, it feels way more fluent and they flow with it better and they find that's an easier way to make content. So again, it goes back to removing friction, right? Uh, Another thing that we really recommend people do, especially us being in the digital marketing space, I'm on Zoom calls all the time. I have sales calls, meetings, internal meetings, et cetera. And if you have high production, like a good camera, good mic, good lighting for your Zoom setup, which you should, regardless, it helps with your sales rate. It helps with your impression with people. So even if you're not creating your own content, having a good production quality studio and having good production on your Zoom calls, you stand out. I get compliments constantly uh, when I'm on Zoom with the production quality. But on top of that, if you use Zoom, it's going to degrade your quality because of just the nature of it. So you have to, uh, you don't have to, but there's something called OBS software that you can download that will capture your Zoom call into a raw file and then put it on like a local file on your computer. And it keeps much higher quality. And so now you can use that to record even like sales calls, Zoom meetings, whatever, obviously with consent, not sharing confidential information. But now you get in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour worth of content that you didn't have to schedule any time out to do. You're already like having these meetings, having these calls. And a lot of time you can find very value-based clips that your team can then go in and chop up and edit as well. Uh, There is uh, street content that a lot of people see to where people will just go out and like interview people or ask funny questions or whatever, like out in public, out on the street. Uh, Reaction content works very well. We see across the board with all of our clients in different industries, reaction content performs just super well. It's it's crazy how often it goes viral. And that's just um, our clients or yourself reacting to another piece of content. Uh, Brett Cooper does this the best and she grew her YouTube more than 3 million subscribers in like a year and a half, some crazy timeframe. All of her content is reaction content. If you go to her YouTube channel and check out her YouTube shorts, that's a great reference point to better understand what I'm uh, talking about. So with that said, we see every type of content style perform incredibly well. Also like vlogs, you know, Mr. Beast like gets the, one of the biggest view accounts, biggest channels. So if you do that type of content, it's like fully entertainment based, follow the Mr. Beast uh, strategy, then you're going to get majority, like more views as well. Reality is, Majority of people are on social media to be entertained, not to be educated. So if you have more entertainment-based content, it's easier to go viral. It's easier to get more views versus if all your content is fully uh, education-based, right? But it depends on who you are, what your goals are. Um, For me, I don't care about being Mr. Beast and getting in front of as many people as possible. I care about impact through value and through education and through helping people in that format. And it also helps me get in front of more of the right people, which uh, is a good business strategy as well. So if you have an offer to sell or a business on the back end, you want to create content that gets you in front of the right people. You don't want it to just be useless or vague views that's vanity metrics for you. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but hopefully that was- no, that's great, man. That's, that's great insight. A lot of people will love hearing that. Because my, my view on it was to kind of, with the long form content was to keep 
for example, with my channel, like, you know, I have the podcasting and I'm about to launch a YouTube series as well. I'm building a personal brand and I was going to keep the long form educational and then keep the short form educational slash entertainment. And just because Mm -hmm. the short form was, in my opinion, was obviously, as you said, what's what hooks people into want to get to know you better and do and watch more of your content. Whereas with the long form, obviously you can deep dive into more topics and you can go further in, in, in whatever it is you want to talk about. And you can give a lot of insight, a lot of education on that, in that sense. But it's, it's quite interesting, like you said, like when you talk about the numbers, you know, multiple accounts posting, you know, five to six times a day, like it's a lot of content and what you have built and what your company's built, man, is is really quite amazing. So I take my hat off to you and the guys you've worked with, the things you've done and the numbers you're hitting are quite frankly insane. So my props to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a blessing. We have found a really awesome model that just predictably continues to work well across the board, whether you're just getting started or you already have a huge audience. Um, And it can feel daunting, especially if you're in that starting realm, you haven't been creating content for a long period of time, or you you just want to get started. You haven't created content at all. Three posts per day per account sounds like a lot, but it's not when you have the right systems in place and you know how to batch the content. You can knock that out again in three to six hours of filming per month. And then if you outsource and delegate the editing and the account management, you have the right systems in place, it becomes very sustainable, very consistent. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. Like within 10 months, we've grown media scaling to a team of 85 people. Uh, we have a lot of clients. Um, just There's a lot going on. I am incredibly busy, but I still am able to make time to film and post content for my personal brand as well that just launched three weeks ago. Because uh, I wanted to make myself like, the case study for people that we're helping with just get started creating content, how to systemize it. And there's just no excuses. It's like everyone has that time in their calendar, their schedule, just like check, you know, how much time are you spending on social media right now? Like go check your phone. It's probably a significant amount of time to where if you just cut that down and film and create instead of consume, you can make this happen and you can make it work for yourself. And the leverage behind this, it's just this type of leverage and reach and exposure has not been available until the previous years on social media. I referenced a big part of why TikTok is what it is today is because their algorithm made it to where anyone could go viral regardless of following size. And that flooded their platform with a lot of creators who were actively putting out content. And then people were going viral, building a huge audience overnight. Since then, every other platform has followed suit to where you no longer need a big audience and a big following to go viral. We have accounts all the time that have hundreds of followers or a thousand followers, and then a video will pop off, get 5 million views, and then everything snowballs from there. So all it takes is just consistency with quality content. And that can happen for you. Um, And the longer you do it, the more it snowballs and time becomes your biggest asset. And then it's the most high leverage vehicle you can find because the amount of input that you get for the benefit and the output that comes through it, I'm sure you've already experienced that to your own level is unmatched when it comes to just creating organic content and building an audience, building a brand for yourself. It opens up so many indirect doors, relationships, connections, benefits for you as well. So it's a pretty awesome time um, that we're in with social media right now. And like the advantages here, a lot of people feel like it's too late. It's not, there's like never been a better time to really scale up, really start or just optimize your content. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think that as you said, the biggest leverage you can have in the business right now is content creation. 
But Logan, where where can people find you? What's what's your what's your website? Yeah, uh, website is mediascaling.com. Uh, I mentioned our free two billion view secrets course. You can find it on our homepage, or we also have it at go.mediascaling.com forward slash secrets. And then we talk about omnipresence. We preach it. I'm omnipresent. Again, my personal brand just launched a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, just wait a few months and see where it's at then. But uh, my handle is Logan Forsyth across the board. You should see me pop up on any social platform. Logan Forsyth and mediascaling.com. Well, man, again, thank you so much for coming on and I appreciate all the value given today. Yeah, likewise. I appreciate you having me on, Sam. Awesome, man. We'll need to do it again, definitely, after you've uh, grown your account <laughs> after a few months. <laughs> yeah, see what, see what the damage has been. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> man. Thanks so much. Likewise.